Perspective for Today is your Christ-centered resource for life's daily struggles. This podcast aims to build up, edify, and encourage you through biblical truth. I'm your host, Tony Perillo, and it is my pleasure to share God's will for you and for me. So settle in and let's see what God has in store for us today. Further insight is available at PerspectiveForToday.com. Hi, and welcome to our study of Romans. We're going to pick up where we left off in chapter 10 momentarily. I just have a few questions I'd like you to ponder. Do you believe that the Bible is true? I mean, do you believe it's true from cover to cover? Because if you doubt any portion of it, then there's no way that you can say that any of it's true. I mean, it has to be true all the way through, or else it's a lie. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. This verse starts out by saying all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. We can't cherry pick our faith. In other words, we can't pick and choose which portions of the Bible are true and which portions belong in the fiction section of the library. So my next question to you is, if the entire Bible is God's word and God's word is truth because God cannot lie, then can you in good conscience cherry pick whom you are going to share this good news with? Let's just get back to basics and look at Genesis chapter 5. Genesis 5 verse 1. This is the written account of Adam's family line. When God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. If we are all made in God's likeness or image, then we are all God's people. And if we are made in his image, then we have the same qualities abiding in us. We have his love, his mercy, his peace, and his patience. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are being continually refined to the image of our Lord and Savior. So my final question to you before we get into our lesson is, has God's word made a lasting change in your life? If you have made that word a part of who you are, then lasting change should be evident in your life. If there are parts of the Bible that you question, then ask the Lord to help your unbelief. In the book of Mark, there's a man whose son is demon-possessed, and he asks Jesus to help him. Mark 9.23 Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So if there's anything that is hindering your study of the Bible and God's word, then take it to the Lord and ask him to help you with your unbelief. Now let's pick up where we left off with Romans 10, verse 11. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. I can't imagine how hard it would be to be in a Jewish family with all the traditions, rituals, and beliefs and to just walk away from all of it for Christ. That leap of faith is powerful. Those who came to Christ were bold in their faith and were not ashamed to proclaim it. There is no place for a closet Christian. We need to be bold and openly proclaim our faith. It's not like we belong to some secret society with secret signs and passwords that only other members know about. If we openly confess Christ here on earth, he will confess us to his Father in heaven. My pastor relayed a story of two men who worked at the same place for 10 years. 
Both these men were professing Christians, but neither one knew about the other's faith. It was only when they both showed up at the same church that they realized they were brothers in Christ. How sad is that? We need to be vocal and open about our faith. It is not something to hide under a bushel. Romans 10:12. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Aren't you glad that God doesn't make distinctions? We are all the same in God's eyes. The Israelites made distinctions. There were those who were on the inside, God's chosen people, and those on the outside, the Gentiles. We are all God's children. The Israelites used their chosen status in a way God never intended. Paul makes it clear in this next verse who salvation is for. Romans 10.13 For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Paul has directly quoted from Joel 2, verse 32. The simplicity of this verse leaves no lingering doubts that salvation is freely available to all who call on the name of the Lord. Moving on, Romans 10.14 But how are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? In this series of questions, Paul is in effect validating the necessity of his mission, our mission. Unless someone preaches the gospel, no one's going to hear it, and no one's going to believe it. When Paul speaks of preaching, he is not just referring to the pastor in the pulpit. We are called to pre preach this gospel. We are the hands and feet of God. Romans 10.15 And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So who has sent us to preach this good news? It is God himself who has called us. Paul and the apostles were directly commissioned by Jesus to go and share this gospel that he had shared with them for three and a half years. How beautiful were Jesus' feet as he traveled from Bethlehem to Caesarea. Jesus came to reveal himself to the world, to redeem that which was lost, and restore that which was broken. Romans 10.16 But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? Paul is quoting from Isaiah 53.1. In so doing, he is making apparent Israel's disobedience goes way back. Because of their intellectual knowledge and arguments that they lay out for their defense, they have become blind to God's will for their lives. John 5.39.40 You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. The very scriptures foretold of the coming of Christ, and Israel in her stubbornness refused to accept the very truth that was laid out before them. Romans 10.17 So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing. Hearing is much more than sitting in the pew and hearing a sermon. Hearing comes about when your heart and your mind are open to the message. Otherwise, the message falls on deaf ears. The message, of course, is the written word of God. Romans 10.18 But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed they have. For their voice has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. Paul again borrows Old Testament scripture to make his case. He references Psalm 19 verse 4, which speaks about the moon and the stars as witnesses to God's word and his glory. He applies this verse to the gospel message. 
Does Paul mean that this gospel has been proclaimed literally around the world? I don't think it has. There are countless obscure places that the gospel has not reached at that time. But Israel surely heard the gospel, if not from the apostles, then from Jesus himself. Romans 10:19. But I ask, did Israel not understand? First Moses says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. With a foolish nation, I will make you angry. The majority of Israel did not accept the Messiah. God knew that this would happen, as it was made known in Deuteronomy 32, verse 21. Now because of Israel's unbelief, God has provoked them to jealousy by non-Jewish believers or Gentiles who have accepted Christ. Not only were they jealous, but they were angered by those who committed their lives to him. To this day, there are many who are jealous of those who profess Christ, and there are many who are angered by the Christian faith. These emotional responses are not limited to God's chosen people. We are a world in turmoil. Romans 10.20 Then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown myself to those who did not ask for me. The Gentiles, they weren't seeking after God. They had their pagan religions and were not asking for God. Yet many Gentiles came to a saving grace, more so than the Jews. Many of us can relate to the Gentile experience. We were not seeking after God and we did not ask him into our lives. Yet at some point, we made that commitment and we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Romans 10.21 But of Israel, he says, All day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. This final verse in chapter 10 speaks of God's love to a disobedient and contrary people, the Israelites. At one point they were referred to as a stiff-necked people, so set in their ways that there was no room for the gospel message. I pray that you have room in your heart for this gospel message. This brings us to the end of chapter 10. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening, and may you have a week full of opportunities to share this good news with those that need to hear it. So let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise, and as always, Father, we glorify your name. Lord, we thank you for your word that sustains us each and every day. Lord, we just pray that we may have an abiding faith, that we may believe your holy word from cover to cover. But Lord, if we stumble on that word, Father, we pray, help our unbelief. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You've been listening to Perspective for Today, your source for positive and uplifting messages. Just remember, God has a plan and you're a part of it. For more positive and insightful articles, please visit our website at perspectivefortoday.com. Just remember, when you're at a loss, look to the cross. Have a blessed day every day, and we hope to see you soon.